Hello and welcome to Spectacular Slovakia, where I, Peter Dohopolet, sit down with my guests who have visited truly spectacular places in this little big country or experienced something amazing as far as Slovak culture goes. I'm sure you all love discovering new places, so before we get to today's travel topic, let me tell you about the Spectacular Slovakia travel guides. If you don't know where to head out for the weekend in Slovakia, these travel guides are the right choice for you. They're published by the Slovak Spectator and you can find plenty of information, topical articles, pictures and recommendations in them. I love the one about Slovakia, but if you want to discover Bratislava, go for the Bratislava travel guide. You can purchase them provided you type shop.spectator.sk into your search engine. By the way, they are working on a new one, which is coming out soon. And now get ready, here's the show. Beautiful day, very sunny, very hot, you may hear dogs barking. And the reason why I'm in Hronsek is just one. It's a wooden church you can find here. And probably you've never heard of the village, but I'm pretty sure once we will tell you more about the wooden church in Slovakia, you will be determined to visit uh, Hronsek or some other villages with wooden churches. And, you know, I'm staring at it right now and... It does not have a tower, so at first it looks like a house, but it's a church. And we'll tell you more about it with my guest, Anna Fay. Hello, Anna. Ahoy, Petra. Thanks for helping me out with this podcast. And today's topic, it's the wooden churches. Yes. <laughs> and the reason why it is so is basically we visited together one of them, but you also visited some others and I went to another one. So we know pretty much a lot of information about those churches and my first question is uh, how did you learn about the wooden churches yeah so i learned about them through my church i go to a lutheran church uh here in bratislava and so we took a road trip which, which was really cool to these articular churches and to be honest i didn't actually know what articular meant until we were there uh, so basically there are these wooden churches and they're scattered throughout slovakia and Yeah, as it, the name suggests, they're made almost entirely of wood uh, and have a really remarkable history. And do you have any of these churches in America? or? Um, I, we have some churches made of wood, but um, not, completely. Not, not in the same way. <laughs> uh, and do you know how many churches, like the wooden ones we have in Slovakia? Uh, Or should I tell you? Uh, yeah, maybe you can tell me. <laughs> It's exactly 38, at least that's what the internet says. Uh <laughs> And so tell me which ones you visited. Uh, so I went to the two in Kashmarok, and then also there's one in Leštiny and Istebne. All right. And I went to Hronsek, which is in central Slovakia. But the ones you visited, well, one of them is in eastern Slovakia and two of them should be in northern Slovakia, right? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we should also mention that eight of those 38 churches, they are listed on the UNESCO World Heritage List. Mm -hmm. And although we say that all of them are wooden ones, given the, the church they are assigned to, we can say that there are Lutheran churches, then Greek Catholic and Roman Catholic churches, right? Yes, a widespread. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be focusing today on Lutheran churches because we visited all of them, it seems so. <laughs> But I should also say that the difference between the Lutheran churches and the other ones uh, is that The wooden churches, the Lutheran ones, they do not have a tower, unlike the other ones. You know, I've checked the pictures online. So, um, <laughs> no towers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the only difference I've spotted so far. And um, 
I think we should also say a bit of historical background why there are these wooden churches. Do you know something about Reformation? Uh, yeah, so that's what I love most about these articular churches is they have like a really uh, yeah cool origin story. So as far as I know, um, basically in the late 1600s, uh, when Slovakia was ruled by King Leopold, uh, Roman Catholicism was the, the dominant religion. Uh, but Protestantism <laughs> uh, was sort of uh, becoming a more prominent religion, but they, they didn't really want the, the empire to convert to this religion. So they made this uh, unique concession where basically he allowed these Calvinist and Lutheran congregations to build these churches, but they had to follow these very bizarre set of rules. So they had to be made of wood because that was the cheapest material. They weren't given a lot of, uh, it was a low budget. <laughs> creation um and the entrance couldn't face the main street and it had to be on the outskirts of the village and then some of them had to be built within a year and if you visit any of these churches it's just remarkable to think that they were able to make these creations in just a year you know i'm amazed a lot <laughs> i don't know i don't know what i should add i'll just say that um, in 1681 there was the diet of chopron and that's uh, when the resolution was signed and the things you mentioned those rules they are written in article 25 and 26 and in 1781 uh, there was the patent of toleration which basically ended oppression against protestants but it does not mean that they were equal they were just free gotcha <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the that's the history, and uh, as I said, we visited Kesmarok, so let's talk about the churches there. Like when we arrived there together, and that was shortly before nine, and the lady was was coming towards us, and she was supposed to be opening the church, and she did, but before she opened it, she said, "You know what? It's just eight fifty. Still, I've got ten minutes." So you're going to be standing outside until it's nine. So that was pretty nice <laughs> of her. <laughs> but it was not freezing, so I think we were all right. <laughs> Eventually, she was really nice. She mm, explained yes. everything to mm -hmm. us in Slovak, but then she gave you the, the paper in English. Yes, which is very informative. So English speakers, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, basically what was written in the paper, that's what she told me in Slovak. Right. So... Um, and so from the outside, like we said that it's a wooden church, but from the outside it does not look like a wooden one, obviously. Yes, I think it was stone on the outside or some sort of... Uh... <laughs> well, she said that it was like a, a mixture of clay and then some other stuff and they used whitewash so that it looked white and it still looks white. Yeah, it's very nice on the outside, but yeah, it's quite remarkable when you go inside and there's just this intricately carved wood everywhere and painted ceiling and yeah, it's great. Actually, that ceiling was really amazing. Yeah. That was, I think like when they built it up, they wanted to be like the vault should resemble the heaven. They asked for it. And so when you enter the church, that's what it looks like. Yeah, no, it, it was, was pretty, very It was angelic. pretty blue. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it was pretty blue. It looked like the sky and then those clouds and angels so that was the first thing that impressed me when i entered mm -hmm. the church what else what did you find interesting um well if i recall too the ceiling sort of looked like an inverted uh ship and i think that's because a lot of scandinavian sailors were involved in in the construction well, allegedly i don't know if it's a fact 
but also the uh, those those round uh, windows. Right. That's, that's something yeah. unusual for those churches, mm-hmm. and and that's because of those shipbuilders from Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. And also, what she said, there was like those choirs, and so when you enter the church on the left side upstairs, those seatings were for men, and then on the right side, that was for women behind the altar. I think the choir was supposed to be sitting, and behind the pulpit, I think noblemen, but I'm not sure, but I think noblemen. Yeah, I was surprised that there was such a assigned seating <laughs> yeah, a arrangements. One. Yeah. Unfortunately, we could not go upstairs. It was not safe, probably, I don't know. But what, she, what the lady said also is, and I was surprised by the number, because she said that I think 1,500 people can get into the church and sit there, the, it does not look big, in my opinion. I don't know. Did you find it big enough for such a number? Probably not that amount. Um, I mean, it, the first thing I noticed, it was very cold in the church. But uh, that was a good thing. Yeah, that yeah. So thing. I guess if, if you were crowded, then you, would, you wouldn't have to worry about the temperature. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, the lady seemed to, she didn't think the temperature, she thought it was fine. But I was, I was quite cold. In, in that wooden church. <laughs> well, it was not in the morning. It was not that hot, but late in the afternoon. And yeah, it, it yeah, was pretty sunny and hot. Nice. Yeah. But also the history of that church, that was sort of interesting because the original church, uh, they do not know what it looked like, but we know that the current church, it was built up, well, that was a, by the city walls, there was a, there was an inn. From an inn, they built up an evangelical school. And from that school, they built, they built up uh, a church or which uh, we can find today in Kashmir. What else was there so interesting? Um, I remember going back to the seating. Uh, didn't the lady describe um, for the noblemen or yeah the, the upper class, they could basically sit behind a curtain and if they wanted to take a nap. True, <laughs> true. That, that might be a useful thing even today. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a good invention uh, back then. The lady also said that the acoustics is really good. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to enjoy culture, the church is a good place to go to if you want to enjoy their listeners and music. And they, do they still have um, like active church services every week? During the summer, because obviously mm-hmm. it's cold during the winter and autumn. But yeah, during the summer, every Sunday at nine. It's funny because at some of the other uh, wooden churches I visited, they even had them in the winter. But of course, it's so cold, they can't use central heating because it's a fire hazard. Um, So they said everybody just comes in with their blankets. And so they'll go there for Christmas Eve service uh, wrapped in their blankets and they're happy. (laughs) Cool. And so you visited Istibna, the church Mm -hmm. in Istibna, and then... uh, And uh, Leshtini? Leshtini, yeah, yeah. Are they... Nicer than the one in Kashmaragor. Is think there a difference? They they all offer something very different. So what I liked about Istibne is first off, um, we got a tour from the acting pastor, I guess you would say. Okay. And she was a very kind lady, very uh, informed. And um, yeah, it was funny. She was telling us they also perform a lot of uh, winter baptisms at the church. But because it's so cold, they have to uh, <laughs> uh, heat up the water first on a tea kettle. Ooh. And then pour it while it's boiling, and then by the time the baptism happens, it's room temperature. But before, you know, it, it freezes to ice. <laughs> oh. um, so yeah, it's it's cold in there, but they love the church so much that they, you know, they make do with what they have. <laughs> but in Kishmaruk, they 
it's cold there during winter, so they decided to build up a, a new one next to the wooden one. Yeah, that one was cool too. Yeah, the, <laughs> that was the red church, the new one, uh, and it is a big church. It's a very unusual church as well mm-hmm. because when you look at it from the outside, but also from the inside, you feel like it's a it's a church, but at the same time, it's a synagogue and a mosque. So that was an interesting thing to see. Yeah, it seemed like they had some, um, did she say, like, Arabic-inspired uh, decorations, some yes. Turkish elements, so... They had a Star of David, I think yeah. the windows were... Yeah, so they really incorporated a lot of different things in there, so it was quite cool. And I visited the wooden church in Hronsek, uh, which is in central Slovakia. It was also a nice experience, because... Well, obviously, you can have a virtual tour of the church mm-hmm. online, but I <laughs> but I wanted to see it in person, so I went there and I called there just to check if I can come. And so I found four numbers online, and I called the first one, no one picked. So I called <laughs> the second one, the number does not exist. <laughs> and eventually, I decided to call the third one, and someone picked, and the lady told me I wanted to come on Thursday, and she said I'm not going to be here on Thursday, so call the fourth number. So I called the fourth number, and eventually, I made an appointment successfully. And so I came there, and I met with a pastor. You know, she opened the church for me, and there was a guy from Romania as well, unexpectedly. <laughs> True, she did not know that uh, he would be coming, and. Then I ask her a question, just one, if they do tours in English or in mm-hmm. other languages. She was like, sure, we do. And then she approached the altar, and on the altar, there was a radio. Oh. I was like, is she going to be playing the music? <laughs> no. She turned the radio on, and then a lady started speaking from the radio <laughs> in English. In English. Oh, Pakistan's were allowed to build two churches in each district. This was tied to the following conditions. It had to be built exclusively from wood without iron nails. <laughs> like for, I think four minutes, you can get the whole history of the church. So uh, it was in English and it was in French, in Hungarian, I think German and Spanish. So I heard it all. And then when I finished, a group of American pensioners came in. Oh, no. <laughs> I, so I heard it again. And then... The American group left and some Asian tourists came, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know if they heard the recording. Usually they take pictures, so they did. <laughs> but it's a beautiful church because you can see the pulpit from each side. Like no mm-hmm. matter where you stand in the church, you can see the pulpit and also the benches that are from each side. So you can see the altar from every angle. But I think that was the thing also, the same thing in Kashmarok. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if in other churches, but definitely in Kashmir, the benches were organized in a way that you could see the altar and the pulpit as well. Right, because the altars and pulpits, I mean, are like amazing. Impo- yeah, Crazy and very amazing. important, very yeah, important yeah, things yeah, in the church. So. <laughs> what was also interesting, because we said that the other churches, the wooden ones, they do have a tower, but these ones do not have. So when we came to Kashmir, I felt like, all right, a nice house. <laughs> And the same, the same feeling I, I the same feeling I had in Haramsak is, it's a beautiful wooden house when you look at it for the first time, but then you you do not see the tower, but on the roof you can find two crosses and then one rooster because it is oh, a, sure. <laughs> it's a symbol in Christianity, so that's why. But um, 
Oh, I didn't see the Belfry uh, in Kishmarok. Uh, yeah, same, same. But in, in Hronsek, there's mm-hmm. one. It's not part of the church, but it stands next to it. And it was built at the same time. Uh, but I think also D- the lady Helenka, that was her name, in Kishmarok, <laughs> uh, she said that so one of the conditions was the tower was not allowed. Right. And the bells were not allowed. But she said that, well, obviously the churches are made of wood, so... And and the bells are really heavy, so it could not be even installed in those churches. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. That's probably it, right? Yeah, I think the, the coolest thing about the churches, you don't obviously need to be a religious person to appreciate them. You know, I think regardless of what you believe in, they're really beautiful. And I don't know, in a way, they sort of symbol like uh, symbolize what happens when rebellion meets religion. I think, <laughs> which is always cool. Uh, so worth a visit, I would say. Definitely. Like, I'm a Protestant. Um, I've never been to any of these churches. Yeah. Just because of this podcast, I went there. Yeah. And yeah, I found see? it interesting. Great job. <laughs> and I thought that no one would go there. But obviously, even Americans are interested in these churches. Yeah, yeah. So, so definitely, uh, it's uh, it's worth visiting. And in Hronsek, also in Kishmarak. You know, Kishmarak is a beautiful uh, town. It used to be a rural town. Um, so it's not just the churches that you can see there. There's a castle as well, yeah, if I remember yeah. well. Mm-hmm. In Hronsing, there's a mansion, but it looks like a small castle oh. with a moat. No and way, you, that's cool. And it's filled with water. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so it's amazing. Like You can see these things in movies, but also in Hronsing, so. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, Anna, so thank you very much for sharing your experiences with the churches. Anytime, happy to. <laughs> well, I never thought a talk about churches could be so absorbing, but here we go. Everything's possible. Thank you so much, Jonah, for your time and words. And I really hope, dear listeners, that you found yourselves in one of those churches at least for a few moments while listening to this episode, that you learn new things. And if you set out for a trip to Hronsek or Kishmarok or to any other of the wooden churches in Slovakia, let us know. You can find a Slovak Spectator on Facebook and Twitter or just check out our official website, spectator.sk. If you yourself have a photo of an astonishing site in Slovakia you would like to share, send it to us and we will post it on our Instagram. In the meantime, you can follow Spectacular Slovakia on there. Also, you can listen to the Spectacular Slovakia podcast on a number of streaming platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify and Google Podcasts and iTunes, or on our website, spectator.sk, but you know it all. And there's one more thing before I say goodbye. If you would like to share your travel experiences in or cultural stories about Slovakia with me and other listeners, don't hesitate to get in touch with the Slovak Spectator on the social media or write me on peter.lhopolets at spectator.sk. Can't wait to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening, lovely people. I'll see you next week. Take care.